Hello, everybody. Oh my gosh, it's been so long since I've said that, but it has been nine months since I've done my last episode, and I am so excited to start this episode off, but we have a new addition. We have Emily. Say hi, Emily. Hi, everybody. Hello. We're so excited to have her, and and she's just here to help me out and help keep creating content and probably keep me on track, too, so I can keep coming out with episodes and stuff. So we're so excited to have you, Emily. Yes, I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Emily is on. She's going to be a big help, and I'm just so excited to have you. So I grew up about eight hours away from the Disney theme parks and usually came about once a year with my family and that's Florida. Um, I've been to Disneyland a couple of times, but more per- more familiar with the Florida ones. Um, so I've lived in Orlando for about three years now, got to meet Morgan through some mutual friends. Um, yeah, so I have a Disney annual pass as well as a universal one. So spend a decent amount of time there at the theme parks. Um, and then I also did a Disney college program and worked at Disney Springs for a little bit. So I have some experience working in the parks as well. But yeah, now just a full-time guest going. Um, so yeah, growing up going and going now, I've got to see lots of changes and got to have a lot of magical Disney memories myself. So I'm excited to be here and get to help Morgan out and spend some time with all of you. Yay! Awesome, awesome. And um, one, have you been back to Disneyland since you and me went? Yes, I went last summer, so summer 2021. Oh, so you've been back sooner than I have. Oh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> but so you've been to Disneyland recently because I, I know a lot of people I talk to that have been to Disneyland or like they live near one park and it's like been years since they've been to the other. So it's good that yes. you've been recently and stuff. Yeah. And so you got to see Avengers Campus. I did. Yes, I got to see oh, Avengers Campus. So fun. So oh my gosh. So many little details. The rides are awesome. The characters are everywhere. It's it's oh, a great place. Highly recommend. I I love the character interactions and it's way different than we do it here at Disney World. So, yes. and I love that it's constantly changing. Oh yeah. I said if they put as many characters out in Avengers Campus as they do here in Florida, it would be a game changer. People would be going crazy for sure. I know. Oh my gosh, that would be so fun. And then just the interactions between the characters and yes. stuff. So those of you who don't know, Avengers Campus is brand new. It's over at Disney California Adventure across from Disneyland. And they have a different Avenger Marvel character. Like I feel like with every single TV show and with a costume to match. Exactly. And, yeah. Oh. That is so cool. And yes. when you went, was there any Marvel TV shows or movies that came out around that time and any special appearances? Yes. So when I went, it was as they were releasing the Loki series. So I think oh. every week they had a different variation of Loki out. So that was pretty cool. And he was definitely the hot character. And when Loki came out, a big line formed. Everybody ran over yes. to see Loki. So yeah, that was the big thing that was there when I went in August of last year. Oh my gosh, that's amazing because his costumes kept changing as each episode came out and we won't spoil the Loki series even though it's been over a year so (laughs) so people can see it, but there was like Prisoner Loki and Mm. then um, like TVA Loki and then President Loki and Mm. that that was such a good time to go for sure because I love that. It was great. It was awesome. Referring back to um, the trip that Emily and I took, that just happened completely out of 
just coincidence for yes. sure. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that, how that happened? Sure. Yeah. So Morgan and I went with two separate friend groups. We knew each other, but like she said, total coincidence. Um, it was right at the beginning of March, 2020, actually. So right before the pandemic happened, obviously. Um, but we were both there the first weekend that their new parade magic happens debuted. So lots of people were there, lots of excitement. Um, but yes, we just happened to run into each other and get to spend some time there together and get to see the new parade that unfortunately ran, I think for what, about two weeks before the pandemic happened and hasn't come back yet. But yes, just, it was a great time. The timing ended up working out perfectly and yeah, we got to hang out at Disneyland a little bit together. So that was really fun. Yes. And uh, like it, the fact that it still hasn't come back, it just makes me so happy that, mm-hmm. you know, we took that trip and we made it for that brand new parade that, you know, yes. you think is going to last for years. We're not yeah. thinking that COVID's going to hit, the world's going to shut down. Oh, yeah. And so the fact that we went and we're like, oh, glad we went on impulse, you know, oh, and actually sure. went. Yes. <laughs> I just knew leading up to it that I had to see Aurora's color changing dress because mm-hmm. that is my favorite princess. And who's your favorite princess? I think I know, but let the people know. Yes. I think my favorite princess is Rapunzel. Probably pretty popular <laughs> opinion, but yes, she's my girl. I know. Yeah. You love Aurora. Her dress was amazing mm-hmm. that parade. So I'm very glad you got to see it. Because when leading up to it, they um, had they said it's going to be a daytime parade. And I'm like, how are they going to do color changing during the day? Like, I have to see this for myself. I was already moved from California to Florida. So I hadn't been back. And so I got to see a bunch of friends. And then I got to have my Disney World friends meet my Disneyland friends. And that was just big fun all coming together to enjoy that new parade. Um, And speaking of our favorite princesses, we both had really cute backpacks. Yes. Yours with um, Rapunzel on us. I'll say Tangled. Her name is not Tangled. It's Rapunzel. (laughs) With uh, Rapunzel, and then mine was with uh, Aurora, and we had like, the cutest little photo shoot. Like, we did. I'll I'll have to put those pictures up somewhere or on YouTube yes. or whatever. But it was so cute, and I love those pictures of us. And we're like, like we're look like we're going back to school, and yes. we're like holding hands and like the little look back, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was cute. Yes, shout out to our photographer friends that made that happen because yes, it's yes. out so cute. You worked at Disney Springs. Where did you work in Disney Springs? Because I worked at. Disney Springs, but back in the day when it was downtown Disney at World of Disney. So where did you work? Yes, I worked at Uniqlo at Disney Springs. So I worked third party there from end of like summer 2019. That would have been through the pandemic. So yes, did a little time there. Yes, that is awesome. And Uniqlo is such a fun store too. Yes. Yeah, very unique. We got a lot of people in because it's an international store. So we'd get guests from all over the world coming in and either being familiar with it from home or having heard about it, coming in to check it out. So yeah, that was, that was really fun. That was really interesting. It was so fun. I love going in and seeing the, like the unique takes that they do on characters, whether it be like Pixar or just classic yes. Mickey Mouse. And mm-hmm. they had a while ago, they had this little pink sweatshirt with the tiniest little Figaro on it. And there's oh, a, never any Figaro mm-hmm. merchandise. And I don't think you've met my cat, but my cat looks just like Figaro, black with a little tuxedo cat with a white belly. And I was like, I need this sweatshirt. And I bought it and I never wear it, but I'm like, I need it because it has Figaro on it and nothing has Figaro on it. Yes. Collect the merch for sure. That's cute. (laughs) 
Yes. But anyway, so we'll get into our story. So Emily has prepared a couple of stories and I'm going to blind react to most of them. She told me a few of them and they're really good. So I gave her the wonderful task of finding your magical moments. I'll just plug right here that if you have a magical moment that you want to share, we do have a website called Just Some Magic and you can submit your stories there and we'll read them on the show. And you can either be anonymous or say your name, either one will love all the more stories and stuff so yeah yes. but Emily if you want to take it away and yeah. share your first magical moment that you found so our first one I will go ahead and start so this one um it says my husband and I honeymooned in Disney World in 2008 we were at Animal Kingdom just before dark and it had just rained we were headed to the Kilimanjaro safaris and a cast member stopped us and congratulated us on our marriage he then said to follow him as he had a surprise for us we were taken backstage and brought out to a waiting truck that took us on our own private safari. The driver was amazing and told us all kinds of cool facts about the parks and the safari. It wasn't the usual spiel. Since it had just rained, the animals were all out and about, something we will never forget. Oh my goodness. Like, first off, Kilimanjaro Safari is such an incredible attraction where you've done it once or a million times. It's always a different experience for sure. And... I think, too, us being you and me, Emily, as like annual yeah. pass holders and have gone a lot there. I don't know how to say this, but like there are certain times a day that, you know, have will have better possible opportunities to see more animals being more alive and interactive instead of just sleeping in the Florida sun. Um, unlike those lions that are always walking or always sleeping. Yes. <laughs> but to get your own little personal tour and... Mm-hmm. That's so cool. I love that. Such a fun thing for their honeymoon too. Just special experience for sure. Yes. And correct me if I'm wrong if I heard it correctly. Um, the tour or that they like that was just mm-hmm. impromptu. Like they didn't have to pay that extra yeah. and do the actual backstage tour that they do offer. Yeah, no, it sounds like they just got picked out. I'm assuming they probably had the buttons on that said just married or something like that. And they just happened to get picked out of the crowd and yeah, get taken on their own little safari. So yeah, nothing paid, not the backstage one now. So good to know. So if it's raining, head to don't head for shelter, head to Kilimanjaro Safari because yes. all the animals will be playing in the rain and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Easy opportunity and- too, because it rains quite a bit here. So pro tip, maybe. Yes. Yeah, so around three o'clock, start to get in line for Kilimanjaro Safari. That's yeah, that's our expert opinion for sure. Yes. Um, what's your favorite animals to see on the safari? I think the giraffes are usually interesting on that one, just because I don't know. I think at least in my experience, I've seen them get brave sometimes and get pretty close to the truck. So I think sometimes Ooh. you can get some good little photo ops there. Get get your kids, get yourself right on up with the giraffes. Mm. At least from what I've seen. Yes, and I love the baby giraffes too, and yes. they're always. Like, if you can find, like, one or two drafts, like, the rest are probably around that corner or something. Mm-hmm. And it's just so cute. And yeah. I just love when they're running and they're yes. just in that big open field. I know there's a pos- uh, an actual name for it, a proper name for it. But I, I love that part. Yes. For me, I love the elephants. I wish mm-hmm. you could get closer, but I, I understand why we're so yeah. far away. Mm-hmm. But when they're close enough to their edge and we're on our road path thing, I love seeing little elephants and there was a baby a couple years ago or last year and I caught it we caught it at the perfect time where he was 
essentially jumping on a tree branch or like a big chunk of thing and he was like trying to push it down or something jumping on it and it was so cute and then he like kind of jumped off of it it happened so quick but it was the cutest little thing and I hope everybody in that bus saw it but it was so cute I was like oh my god yeah, that sounds so cute. Oh, and they grow so fast, I'm sure. You probably blend right in now with all the other ones. I know. Probably couldn't tell, like, which one is the baby and yeah. whatnot. Wow. But such a great ride. Such good theming, too. I yes. love – did you ever ride it when they had the poacher storyline? I did when I was little, so I very vaguely remember it. But, yeah, I remember being a little scary as a kid just going through and, yeah, thinking that – yeah, I remember that for sure. Was it like Little Red was the the baby elephant's name in the storyline? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Do you remember the bridge? Oh, yeah. I remember the bridge for sure. As a kid, I thought we were falling through to, I think it's the crocodiles. It's over. I was like, oh, this is it. We're done. But obviously, as a kid, it's you're gullible. You believe it all. But yeah, Disney really played it up. It's totally different now, for sure. Do you want to tell people that don't know what the bridge and didn't get to experience, you want to tell them what happened on that bridge that we're referring to during that whole storyline that they had? Yes. So back in the day, I'm assuming this was when they first opened Kilimanjaro Safaris, they had kind of a storyline to promote conservation and things that some of the animals were being poached. So it was Little Red that they were trying to poach and they had your bus going super quickly across this bridge, but then they would tell you that the bridge was going out and you were going to fall into crocodiles. And obviously it was all a story and now Disney keeps it very PG family friendly but yes that was the storyline that they had back at the beginning of Kilimanjaro Mm. Safaris yes and that bridge like they would get on it I think it would click in so it was actually safe and the bridge would start rocking side to side Mm -hmm. and you were like oh my gosh like you said as a kid you're like oh my gosh we're actually gonna die like this this whole thing (laughs) but it gave it a little thrill to the storyline now the storyline still conservation but in a lot more um like you said pg g-rated way yeah. so we're not like worried for our lives yes <laughs> yeah let us know in the comments if you guys remember it back in the day when it was kilimanjaro safari when yes. they had the poachers storyline yeah. going on but um anything else you want to say about that one or any thoughts about kilimanjaro or any memories that you've had on there um, I just remember when they changed Animal Kingdom's hours to nighttime. So then you could start doing nighttime so far as you remember that. And that was pretty recently that now it's even a little yeah. later. So I've done it too many times at night, but I've heard people saying good things that sometimes the animals that are maybe like the lions, like you were saying, that sleep a little more during the day or maybe a little bit more active at night. So maybe another tip if you head to the parks in the evenings or whatever, it might be a little cooler. Maybe you can see some different animal activity mm-hmm. during that time. Something good for us locals too who like yes. – can show up whenever we want and be there for mm-hmm. a couple hours and then go home and leave, you know, get your dinner at um, Statuli's, which mm-hmm. that is so my good. favorite meal. Yeah. Ugh, I don't have my Disney annual pass anymore. And I'm like, this was the most amazing food ever. I would literally just go just to eat there. And I'd see that the lines were too long and I'd be like, nah, I'll go home. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Very local thing to do for sure. But yeah, that's a good tip is going at nighttime. And yeah. if you're a local and you want to have a couple hours and need something, you want to do at least one ride that isn't too terribly long. And that yeah. ride just runs through pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, not the actual ride, but you're not waiting too the terribly line, long. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. All right, I think we're ready for the next story. All right. 
the next one. It says, last year we did Turtle Talk with Crush. My girls wanted to ask Crush questions, but weren't called on during that session. On our way out, the host made a general announcement that if anyone wanted to ask a question that didn't have a chance, he might be able to answer the question on behalf of Crush. Well, my girls ran right up to the host with a plethora of questions. Once he realized how many questions they had, he had them stop and ask if they wanted to talk to Crush. Their eyes lit up as the host called Crush, and Crush came surfing back into the window to the ocean. They had a sit-down, and my family had a personal 10-minute session with Crush. It was so magical. That just warms my heart so much. I know. The little babies, they were probably so excited. They were like, da da da. Even the fact how eager they were just to talk to the cast member who could talk on behalf of Crush yes. is adorable. Um, for those who are watching the YouTube, I have little Ulu, who is one of Duffy's friends. Um, he's a little magnet one, so I have him magnetized to my mic, and I'm gonna have him for every episode. But I love him. I love sea turtles, and I love going to Turtle Talk with Crush and seeing all like it's a different show every time just kind of like Kilimanjaro Safari it's a different show every time and it's incredible and the fact that you know it is kind of chaotic I Emily tell me if you feel like when you go to Turtle Talk with Crush there's either so many people asking questions or nobody at all asking questions yeah I kind of agree they definitely favor the kids rightfully so and yeah I feel like you either get a really shy group of kids or you get every kid raising their hand it's one way or the other I love when um, you see like Crush ask like, oh, who are you with today? Talking to a kid or like who brought you today? And they're like, they don't say anything because they're just so starstruck. And then they're like, is there an actual adult with you today? And then the parent (laughs) in the back is like, yes, I brought the kid. That's my kid. Hello. (laughs) Yes, I know. The starstruck talking to Crush is too cute every time. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then kids just talking in general is adorable because they can't get the sentences out. I mean, as adults, we still can't either sometimes, especially on the podcast. (laughs) But it's so cute. And they're like, "Um, what, what is your favorite color and they're like he's like green bro and like you know how crush does and stuff like that yes. it's so cute i know i feel like the kids are always prepared before until they get called on and then yeah they just get starstruck and question out of the window it's cute yes and i think it was so cool that they got to get a personal time with crush and you know that cast member that is hanging out with crush you know, didn't have to do that. He's probably could have been like, ah, I want to go on my lunch break and have the next person come in. You know, I, he didn't have to do that. And so I think, and I feel, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like that show is like, all right, one lets in and the next one come, or one lets out and the next one comes in. Like it's pretty, yeah, there's not I a big so. break in between. Yeah. So t- to get your personal show, like I wonder if that was just in the middle of the day that that just happened and delayed the next show or it was like the last show of the day and, you know, they were able to have that extra time. I think that is so cool. Yes, I know. I'm sure the kids will never forget. That's yeah, that's awesome. Have you had any good experiences at Turtle Talk with Crush? I feel like I usually let the kids do the talking. I feel like I'd get a little starstruck if Crush caught on me. So I let the little ones talk. But yeah, you just get kids <laughs> asking the funniest, silliest stuff sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it makes everybody in the room laugh every time. I love when um, Crush brings out like the Buzz Lightyear toy. 
Oh, yeah. And he's like, hey, human dudes, could you help me out? Like, tell me what this is. And everybody's like, Buzz Lightyear. Mm -hmm. And he's like, what does it do? And they're like, the kids are like, oh, he's a toy. You play with it. And he's like, I love that it's like a vice versa, back and forth thing. And I love how animated he can get, even though it is limited. I love that, like, you know, he can make that, like, Oh, yeah. It's better on the YouTube video, but like that, like <laughs> question phase or yeah. like the shocked phase. And yes. he like can swim around. Um, I think there's a couple times where I've seen him look like he's backing all the way up in the mm. the fish tank, and we're in the human tank. Oh yeah, and he'll come running and he'll hit the glass. I think yes. the kids love that. Oh <laughs> it's yeah, so cute. yes. Um, I've seen some amazing like TikToks and Instagram videos of Turtle Talk with Crush. But I've seen one where it's like, oh, can you name all of your kids? Because, mm. you know, sea turtles have a ton of kids. And he literally goes through like pop culture references. Yes. And he's like, yeah, I have my six uh, six tuplets, uh, Ross, Rachel, um, Phoebe, Monica, Chandler. Chandler's always hungry. Uh, Joey, <laughs> or no, sorry. Joey's always hungry. Yeah. <laughs> and he'll just like go through all of these things. And like us adults are cracking up because like, we know the references. The kid's are like, wow, you have a lot of kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't quite get it yet. But yeah, it is. They definitely make it to where it's entertaining for adults and then and the kids as well, for sure. Okay, here's a question for you. Which okay. would you rather spend all day in? The Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor, which is also a very comedic, different show every time, or Turtle Talk with Crush? I think I'd probably prefer Turtle Talk with Crush just because I feel like it would be you get a lot of funny kids in there. You get a lot of funny answers. And then Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. I don't know if you feel the same way, but I always say they're anxious that they're going to pick me. And I wouldn't want to have to do that all day. I wouldn't want to have to be worried about that all day. <laughs> Just be like, ah. Um, in Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, there's always that guy. Mm -hmm. And they pick a random guy that probably looks like he is not – he's having the least amount of fun in the show or, like, his family dragged him there or he's just tired. And they'll pick that guy and they'll be like, oh, he borrowed churros. And he's, like, the butt of every joke for the whole show. My dad actually got to be that guy. <laughs> and they gave him a sticker. He still has Aww. it on his laptop to this day. And this was back in, like, 2013 that Aww. he got picked. And so – I think How did so he feel great. about but it? Did he like it? <laughs> he did. He really liked That's it. Fun. I think he like played the part, you know, yeah. and he, he is actually a big Disney. He's like a secret big Disney fan. He doesn't really say it. I'm very, yeah. you and me are more vocal yeah. about it and express it. He's like, yeah, I really like Disney. He knows everything about this. But going back, I'm in the same boat. I'd probably do Turtle Talk with Crush. It's a little less structured compared mm -hmm. to Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, more um, time for improv or, you know, more guest interactions in the sense of actually talking to them whereas monsters and glass flow you you'll just get called on and you're like didn't even want to you know yes, exactly <laughs> so. all right i'm ready for the next story you have magical moment the next one i took my parents to disney in 2019 it was my dad's lifelong dream to see disney and this was his very first trip he's 82 years old Right when we arrived in Magic Kingdom they were starting the parade so we were watching and a cast member saw his first bit first visit button came over to his wheelchair bent down next to him looked him in the eyes and said in quotes you finally made it we've all been waiting for you i straight up started sobbing <laughs> i know that was just uh, too wholesome 
this is so wholesome. Emily, this was a great story you found. Like, oh, come on. Like, it's people's dream to go to Disney. And you and me are very fortunate to live here and got to yes. experience it multiple times and be an annual pass. But, like, waiting to go, what is it, 82 or 86? How old I was think he? He was 82. 82. Like, that is incredible and the fact that that's what he wanted to do and he wanted to go and the fact that the cast member recognized that and how special of a moment that was you know he could have just seen the button and said welcome and been mm -hmm. on his way but the fact that he said welcome we've been waiting for you that yes. just oh <laughs> I feel like these blind reaction stories Emily and like you reading them I'm gonna start like Dude, we're gonna this this show is gonna be a little more tears and crying more yeah, for sure probably <laughs> and tell me what you think like what is the demographic or the age demographic of people wearing first time buttons that you see going to Disney um, I mean it's definitely a lot of kids for sure lots of kids getting brought for the first time by their parents um and then I feel like maybe people around our age in their 20s that maybe didn't get to come as much as kids and then yeah I feel like every mm -hmm. once in a while you'll see an older person but I'd say definitely like 20s and below for the most part mm -hmm. from what I see I don't know if you feel differently but yeah I feel the exact same like it's like you said mostly kids and even like little babies when mm -hmm. they come even it's always like really newborns like you said and then also you know kids that their parents couldn't necessarily afford to take the whole family but they actually have their own money now to go I totally get it and I feel people that are maybe that it is their first time and they're past like our parents age they might not necessarily want to wear the Disney first yeah. time button they might be too cool for school I guess yeah, you could say to sure. wear it but um, I think that's so awesome and just so sweet and like what a way to like start that trip and you know just knowing how much it meant to was it her grandfather or father it was her let me see it was her father oh my goodness so that's incredible and maybe she was able to go a bunch more times and maybe sounds like she's a Disney fan to you know mm -hmm. take the time to write this story and how yes. sweet it was and she appreciates the magic and so having her father actually appreciate it is amazing but I know. do you remember any of your first times going to the parks um so the first time I went was I was about three so I have vague like little flashbacks kind of nothing mm -hmm. set in stone um mm -hmm. and then we have pictures so I obviously see the pictures when I'm back at my parents house um they handed me a little like it would have been a disposable camera at the time and I took pictures yes. of they're terrible, but it's me trying to take pictures of the parade. And it's, I mean, they're not good pictures. I was three years old, but yeah, I have little vague <laughs> memories here and there. Nothing, nothing concrete or big, yeah. but yeah. So slightly, yes, I was very young. That's awesome. And you know what? Those cameras, those disposable cameras, that trend is coming back and people are trying to edit their photos like that. So, yes. hey, they might be popular now. Maybe you should repost them. <laughs> Maybe. I'll have to find them. <laughs> That'd be so great. What about Do you? you when was the first, first time you went? Ooh, okay. First time I went to Disney World, because I'm in the same boat as you. I yes. grew up on the East Coast, and so that was the closer one. I was actually 16 months old. Okay. And I don't think my parents would have taken me there prior, but my great aunt, and I've mentioned this in the um, introduction episode, my great aunt actually used to work there as a character performer. Okay. Nice. And she got to be friends with uh, the Country Bear Jamboree characters, um, Br'er Bear or Br'er Fox, I think Br'er Fox, 
and she did um, some of the Pooh and Friends. And compare it, she loved being friends with Eeyore. That was her favorite. <laughs> she loved being able to just kind of mope around all yeah. day. And if you ever met her, which I'm trying to get her on the show one of these days, she is such an animated person. And it would be so cool. Like, you you just know, I'm like, oh, you were definitely worked for Disney. Mm -hmm. And every time we have family reunions, she, uh, her and I are just chatting just the whole time oh, yeah. about Disney. And it's so fun. That's how we were able to go. She had free tickets. And that's how I went so young. But um, I, you know, went multiple times growing up in my life. And then when the first time I went to Disneyland was in 2017 and I hit the corner and I've told this before. So sorry for those of you who heard it. I don't think Emily, you've heard it, but I, you know, hit that corner in main street and I look down the main street USA and I see the castle and I'm like crying. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm at Disneyland. This is amazing. Yeah. And I see the castle and I'll wipe my eyes and I go, it's so small. Why is it so little? <laughs> Cuz like going from Disney World to Disneyland and the castle size is completely different. Yeah. It was so cool to see it, but I love Disneyland. I love Disneyland a little bit more. I definitely want to hear your take on which you think is better. I think I prefer Disneyland as well just because even though okay. it's smaller, yeah. I think they just have more if that makes sense. Like there's just more to do yes. even though it's smaller. And because it's smaller, yes. I think they just pay a little bit more attention to detail to everything. Just there's less to focus on so they can make everything a little better. I don't know, maybe it's because I've only been there twice or three times, but been to Disney World a million times. I don't know, but yes, I prefer Disneyland as well. Oh my gosh, I was going to say if it was Disney World, um this is going to be Emily's first and only episode on the show. <laughs> I'm Bye. kidding. I'm kidding. Just I'm kidding. kidding. <laughs> no, we all have our own opinions. I, 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 we just see it the same. So it works out. Yes. <laughs> but I agree with like, they're, they're limited because they're in a city, whereas, mm -hmm. you know, Disney World, they have so much property. And so they can expand and they can do things bigger over there, hence the castle. But I, like you said, they pay so much more attention over at Disneyland. And I think they put so much more magic and love into it. And that's something you can't really explain you just have to be there and mm -hmm. feel it you know it's waltz park so but yeah anything else we want to say about that lovely heartwarming story <laughs> i know that was so cute i don't know i wish i saw more moments like that in the parks that would be really sweet to just see all the little people coming yeah. for their first time as adults because yeah we see so many kids and that's sweet and everything but this is just such a unique story that we don't get to see as much i don't think do you ever, like being an annual pass holder and being fortunate enough to go as often as we do, do you ever just kind of like just sit and watch people watch a little bit and see people's first time, their hundredth time, and they look like they know what they're doing and they know exactly where to go at rope drop or like, you know, they're idling around and they're like, I don't know where is what and stuff. Do you like people watching essentially? Yes, definitely that. Yeah, like you said, getting to go so much. Yes, it's fun going on the rides and seeing the parade and all that. But yeah, sometimes it's fun to just um, take a little meander through the park. Yeah, see what people are doing. Yeah, see who's just, I feel like the more somebody stops for pictures, it's probably closer to their first time. They got to get all the pictures versus, yeah, the pros that are running right to their mm -hmm. favorite ride, got a rope drop or running right to their favorite snack, whatever is their cup of tea, whether at Disney, but yes. I would highly recommend that's something to just, yeah, do, just chill, sit, watch people, or even just listen to people, hear what they're saying, yes. things like that. Sometimes people just want advice or help or directions. And yeah, if you're local, that's definitely something that you can do if you're just taking your time and people watching. 
Okay, that brought me another question. Are you ever in like a normal setting, like at a dinner party? You're not in Orlando, you're back at home, and people are like, oh, I'm going on a Disney trip. And you're like, I need to give you all my knowledge in oh, this yeah. 30 minute conversation. Here you go. <laughs> oh, yes. That happened to me recently. I think I was back home visiting. Yeah, one of my neighbors was like, oh, yeah, we're going to Disney, blah, blah, blah. We haven't been in a while. Um, like, what do we need to do? And they were specifically asking about like virtual queues and um, like mobile ordering and things that are new that maybe people haven't experienced if they haven't been to Disney in a while. So, yes, I was like, okay, this is what you got to do. You need to do virtual queue for this line, talking about Lightning Lane, all that kind of stuff. So, I was like, yes, this is this is what you do. Do it this way, I promise. <laughs> You're like, here's the breakdown. This is what, yes. yeah, because that's a whole nother, be- <laughs> excuse me, that is a whole nother beast even for us locals who go and Lightning Lane and, like you said, virtual queues and Dis- Magic Plus, like, whole nother thing. So Mm -hmm. that was good that they had your guidance, at least set them in the right path for sure. Yes. I think that's what happens when you're local and people know they come to you for advice or help getting certain merchandise or yeah, anything like that. That's definitely something that happens when you're here and people know it, I think. Awesome. I love that. (laughs) All right. Do we have time for one more story? Yeah, we can do one more for sure. Okay. This one says, a couple years ago, my grandma came with my family to Disneyland. It wasn't her first time. She actually attended the grand opening as a teenager on July 17, 1955. Outside the Mr. Lincoln Theater, there's a huge map slash model of opening day Disneyland, and a young cast member was standing there informing people about it. So my grandma loves to talk to new people and quickly struck up a conversation with the cast member about her experience being there. And the cast member who was passionate about the park's history was absolutely fascinated. It drew the attention of a couple other cast members and guests too. I guess my grandma was the one who created the magical moment for the cast member, but her attention really made my grandma feel happy and honored and gave her the chance to reminisce on a childhood memory. It was just an awesome moment. Oh my God. Gosh, I I don't know if you saw because you were reading, but when you were saying she was there on opening day, yeah, July was it seventeenth? Yes, I'm a bad Disney fan. I don't know the date by heart. Nineteen fifty-five. I'm like, I know the fact that this story exists and this whole moment happened is so crazy, so wild. That that is so crazy. Like, like my parents weren't even born then, so like, and yours probably weren't either. And so us who are huge Disney fans and fortunate enough to have a wonderful like Disney Renaissance movies to grow up on mm-hmm. and the fact that they were there before Disney is as is, is crazy as popular as Disney is like to be there I on know. opening day oh so, my I can't I know and I'm so sure crazy. they had no idea how like big of a thing Disney was gonna become there was no way to know at that point I'm sure seriously oh my gosh we need to get we need to find her and get her on the show and tell us everything (laughs) but I I think it's so sweet that she switched it around and gave Mm -hmm. a magical moment to that cast member that you know probably a college-age student you know getting a part-time job or has been there for a while but still like in their late 20s if not and you know, wasn't around during that time. So to just be able to pick that person's brain and be like, what was it like? How was it? Da, 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 da. I think that is so cool. And I bet that cast member like probably took all these mental notes and was able to now probably saying those facts to new guests, I think is so, so cool. Oh, yeah. 
yeah, get into your firsthand experience. Because, I mean, there's videos and things out there that we can watch of opening day. But, yeah, nothing like being there and getting to hear from somebody that was there, for sure. I'm sure that was a very unique, memorable conversation for that cast member, for sure. So good. Have you ever had a moment like that where you've kind of switched it on and, like, you know, dropped some knowledge mm-hmm. for a cast member or, like, gave a magical moment for them? I don't know. I don't know about as a guest. Definitely when I was a cast member and was working, I would have some really great families come through that were super memorable and made a lot of moments for me. So I don't know that I have. Maybe that's something I should put on a mental to-do list. But yeah, definitely you get some guests sometimes that come in that are amazing. So it can definitely happen for sure. I I agree. Like I was a cast member too at World of Disney and I have definitely created magical moments for other people, but I I feel like as a guest I did something too, but I just can't think of it at the moment. And I bet you're do the same way because you have a very kind heart. I feel like anytime I see or interact with a cast member, I'm always thank you so much. Even if they're just, you know, directing me where I need to go on a mm-hmm. ride or getting off of a ride, I'll say thank you or if so also, if I do see a cast member going above and beyond, I try to go to City Hall and write a guest compliment for them because you and me as cast members know how like how good that is and how much recognition you get from doing something. And it goes such a long way. So I try to do that as often as I can for really amazing cast members. Yes, for sure. Definitely something we can all do. And yeah, definitely always try, yes, with the pleases and thank yous and all that, because yes, we know how it feels to have a guest be exceptionally nice to us. And yes, get those cast compliments. We're always amazing. So yeah, definitely just little things like that you can do to switch it around on a cast member. You don't always have to have these big miraculous stories, but yeah, those nice families are amazing for sure as former cast members. Right. I think a, a nice cast or a nice family can definitely um, make the job a lot easier on those really tough days for sure. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, Emily, I think that was an amazing episode. This is just some magic 2.0 yes. and we're going to just be reading stories. We'll still try to get guests on here and we got some other plans in the works too. So everybody should stay tuned and also follow Emily. Emily, do you want to drop your Instagram? Absolutely. So my Instagram is Emily underscore McMinn. So Emily spelled very normal, E-M-I-L-Y, and then underscore McMinn, M-C-M-I-N-N. Awesome. And Emily will be joining us more. And we got a lot of good stuff in the works. We can't quite announce it yet. So everybody stay tuned for that because I'm so excited. And Emily's going to be a huge, huge help for the Just a Magic podcast. Yes. Thank you for having me. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you so much. And I hope you guys like and subscribe wherever you're listening. And um, we can't wait to see you guys next time. Okay. bye. Bye.